Right now, we're heading to Canberra. Phil Curry, from the political editor of the Australian Financial Review, joins us. Morning to you, Phil. Morning, fellas. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> hey, Phil, um, the Albo juggernaut arrives in Adelaide tomorrow. They're calling it the mm. Yes 23 campaign, uh, the, the campaign urging Australians to vote yes to the voice. Will and I were saying at 7 o'clock, though, if you were sitting down now collating a list of, of questions that you wanted to ask the Prime Minister that you think you, 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 your listeners would really be interested in, I reckon the number one thing you'd want to ask him about right now is Qantas, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They're, 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 they've sort of been caught out, if you like, you know, almost protecting Qantas to the, uh, to the expense of everything else, you know, the cost of us. Um, I mean, we've had this, this sort of began with one of my colleagues writing for a couple of weeks why the, the government had blocked Qatar Airlines trying to you know, have extra flights into Australia, which would have taken the pressure off overseas airfares. I just, we just booked a few tickets to the Middle East. God, it's you know, twice what it should have been. Um, and the government's never been able to give a straight answer as to why they did it. And, uh, you know, they've had, I think they've given five answers now. And I think yesterday's was the most honest, you know, to protect Qantas's profit. So <laughs> Qantas, they have a real blind spot towards Qantas, especially Anthony Albanese. And, uh, yes, it's the national carrier still ostensibly, but... You know, as, as the head of Virgin pointed out, you know, they, they, they shut down during COVID. It was actually Qatar Airlines was the only one flying people into Australia for a long time. Mm. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, the old Qantas, you know, the love for Qantas, the national fondness for the airlines has just sort of gone up in smoke. If anyone saw Alan Joyce appearing before that Senate committee, so he got beat up quite badly. Um, and so they've lost that, that hold over us. And I think the government's just made a severe miscalculation. Um, Sort of putting Qantas before people, you know, overseas airfares are fifty percent, still fifty percent higher than they were before COVID, and you know, even trying to fly around domestically, it's, it's cripplingly expensive. So, uh, I suspect they're going to have to do something pretty quick uh, to fix that up because they haven't given an adequate explanation as to why they blocked those Qatar Airlines flights, other than you know, uh, you know protecting Qantas profits, and why is that? Why is that such a priority for a government when, when we're talking about cost of living and mm. increasing competition? Mm. Phil, the Prime Minister's going to be in town tomorrow with the announcement of mm. the, the, the voice referendum date and so forth. Do you expect that to be the, a point at which there's any other significant announcement or a, a, a strategic shift from the Yes campaign? How significant a day is tomorrow? Look, it's a big day, Will, because it's the launch of the campaign. So a referendum's like an election campaign. You have to have a, once it's sort of called on, once the date is named, you've got to have a minimum 33 days. This will be a bit longer than that. I think the date will be October 14, so it'll just be over six weeks. But look, they're doing it out on Elizabeth. I have no idea why or where. The kids all being held very secret. We know it's in South Australia because they've basically written off <clears throat> Queensland and WA and so you've got to get the other four states for the double majority, and the one they're the most worried about at this stage is South Aussie. Uh, so that's why they're going to be there, but I don't know what or why they're doing it in Elizabeth. Um, but look, apart from sort of you know sort of restating the case, it's a, it's a bit like, you know, what's the next paragraph? Because we're sort of back to the arguments for and against again. So I think the PM will be hoping for a little bit of razzle-dazzle. There'll probably be some, you know, um, some important people with him and, it's just the occasion more than you know any new information we're going to get. But you know, as as people are saying, if you don't know, <clears throat> find out. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of information around now. You don't have to sort of just say no because I don't understand. By now, you should be getting stuff in your letterbox. You can read the cases for and against, and you know, work it Do out. Do you reckon, Phil, to, to sort of wind things very back to the start of this conversation? Mm. Feels to me like the yes vote is 
is going down one painted aeroplane at a time. And, and that you, if you if you you know baffling to think that Albo hitched his wagon so much to Alan Joyce with the the, the Qantas announcement. I was talking to someone the other day who was stuck in Perth. Mm. Their, their flight was delayed for eight hours, and while they were sitting in the in the terminal, Qantas was over its PA playing statements urging a yes vote, <laughs> and everyone was just sitting there going, "Well, that's all whoopee do, well, well and good, but where's our bloody plane?" Yeah, like, I think this, the, this is the problem with the referendum, Dave. The, it's run into interference from everything else that's annoying, Dave. It's, a, it's been a really, probably in terms of timing, a really bad time to sort of try and prosecute something like this because people are getting cranky with the government, not just over Qantas, but over a lot of things. And, you know, Peter Dutton has been sort of playing this, playing it up to this. You know, if you don't like it, you vote no to his voice. You know, make it a bit of a protest voice against a uh, protest vote against everything else that might be annoying you, like the cost of stuff or you know the, the standard ground national carrier. And it would be a shame, but you know that some people will take it out on the government. Um, you know, they, they won't actually be thinking about the voice so much. They'll just be wanting to send the government a message about what other stuff they're unhappy about. And I think that's played a significant role in, in, in the sort of yes case coming off the boil. Yeah, well, it needs some sort of reset and whether they can do that from tomorrow. Well, it's hard, it's hard because it's, I mean, it's just a very simple proposition. You know, there's not a lot to reset. It's a, you're voting for a committee that advises the government on how to best look after Aboriginal people. It's nothing more than that. It's not complicated. It's not... Expensive. It doesn't have any powers. It doesn't have any money. You know, you can't run things or fund things. It's a very basic, simple proposition. It's not. It's hardly controversial. But you know, the No Camp has managed to make it controversial uh, by sort of, you know, to, to, you know this being objective, but putting a lot of misinformation and doubt out there. And that's what you do when you want to destroy something in politics. You, 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 know, you throw around red herrings and, and, and doomsday scenarios. And, uh, you know, and it tends, tends to work. Not all the time. You know, I mean, the same people were throwing around similar scenarios during same-sex marriage. Remember, the cake shops were going to go bust and the churches were going to collapse. And, you know, <laughs> Sometimes you should look at the people saying these things and ask them, well, you said, you know, you, where's your credibility? Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> you know, enough. You, you, same people were saying this last time about a lot of things, but it works. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's dead, but I think it's, it's going to struggle. Mm. Great stuff as always, Phil. Phil Curry, the National Political Editor for the Australian Financial Review. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.